Booze and books may contain boozy language and themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, Lindsay and I are back for episode 49. And this episode is called Watch Out for Her Message in the Bottle. So as everyone could probably gather by the title, it's probably a thriller. If you watched or looked at her Instagram, which Yes, it was kind of late this month. Um, Notice that it was a thriller. So um, it's a suspense thriller novel by, I guess you guys need to know the name of the book. Samantha Um, Bailey. Samantha M. Bailey. Yes. So it's Watch Over Her by Samantha M. Bailey, which I think after Lindsay and I just talked about it, is a new author to us, potentially. Yeah, I think so. And potentially, you know, one that we'll continue to read. We'll see. Yes. We have to get into the book topic first. But um, as always, uh, you guys can catch us on our Instagrams at foodsandbooks.podcast. That's where we're going to, you know, get better. At uh, providing you guys newer content because I think this every single time (laughs) we do, but I feel like things may be calming down a little bit more, and we'll see. I say it every time, but you never know. One of these times, it might actually actually happen. We'll try. We'll try for all of you. (laughs) We'll try enough get it all uh, out there for you guys for what books we're reading um but if anything check it out for what book we're doing for that month um so definitely do that or you can check us out on our personals um lynn.z l-i-n-d s-a-i-d and then kristen.shu s-h-e-w not that i think either of us really post a lot of content on there either but (laughs) probably a little bit more than well, no, okay, that's a lie. We post way more on the music books. But either way, still follow us, see what's up, give us book suggestions. We're always looking for new books. So definitely up for that. Sorry if anyone heard me came off charger that I apparently needed. Um, anyways, so yeah, we're going to enjoy uh, tasting some wine that is from a country that Lindsay and I have I don't think ever actually tasted it. Maybe. Um, no. Uh, I don't think so because this is from Italy, Italy right? It's Tus- from tu- from Tuscany. Yeah. Um, which is really cool, though. I just realized. Um, I'm pretty sure this is Sting. Sting's one of Sting's wines. Really? Yeah. Sting the singer? Yeah. Sting? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so freaking cool. Because the winery is um, is like the main winery is Il Pal- Pal- Palagio. Palagio? Yeah. Pal- Palagio? My Italian is not so good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even though I claim to speak it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, so it looks like this uh, message in a bottle, like, 
portfolio joined them um, in, I don't know when, um, but yeah, like, I feel like, I don't know how to describe it. Um, Cause as soon as I opened up the website, it showed me a message from Sting. So I don't know if he like, it's his winery or if he just like collaborated to do this like message in a bottle wine. Or if I'm making was all it? of that up. Yeah, it says by staying. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that wine I was talking to you that was um, Post Malone's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, oh, because he's written a song called Message in a Bottle. Oh, okay. Um, so, so it's like named after his song. Um, yeah. And he launched them in Tuscany. Um, and when was this written? I don't know. I could give you a year. Oh, 2011. Holy shit. So this has been around for a while. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Well, fun fact. Oh, I see Sting. We totally missed that on the ball. Is it on the bottle? Well, it says on the red, it says, I think oh, Trudy. Yeah. On the white. And Sting. wrote his iconic song, Message in a Bottle. <laughs> wow. We're very observant people. We are now. Wow. <laughs> this is our first celeb wine. So exciting. Okay. Yeah. Sting and Trudy Stylers. Okay. That makes sense because the red ball's got Trudy and Sting written on it. Like at the top. Yeah. I think the red ball just has Italian on it, actually, on the back. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. If you read the back label, it's full on Italian. Oh. Well, just saying, it's pretty cool. So that's cool. Right? So I'm definitely not reading from the back of the red bottle. <laughs> Wait, why? I will do it. <laughs> Go ahead. I will, I I will do it. Do it. <laughs> we both know if I try and do it, I'll butcher it all. For all of our, uh, our uh, what are they called? Listeners? Yeah. Italian. Oh, so are you telling me to do that? Okay, one second. Um, I'm ready. And I'm excited to read to you in Italian. Welcome to Italian with Lindsay. You're in for a treat, friends. Um, okay, so we're hitting the red. Uh, so I'm doing the red. Interesting. Okay, this will be interesting. All right. Yes. So this is a um, Rosso Toscana. <laughs> and from 2020 and um it's indicating that is the geographic region um of tuscany is what it says on the ball anyway oh yeah it does say sting literally up and trudy okay sorry you might have said that already anyway um let's read some italian together quando <laughs> sting scris la sua canzone message in a bottle cantava del Bisogno umano di relaz. Sorry, it's also like hard to read. 
relacionarse y cuál es el, el modo mejor de farlos de no condividir con mi amici una botella de ótimo vino. What does that say, you ask? I'm glad you all are wondering because I also am wondering. Um, <laughs> that's not all. Message in a bottle, revisitato nel 2020 dal celebre enologo Ricardo Cottarella si agui, ooh, that's a word, agiunghe al port portfolio degli acclamati vini prodotti da Sting e Trudy Styler nelle vine Toscane del Palagio. È un IGT Toscana 2020, versatile che si abbina con molti piatti, ma si gusta ancora meglio con amici e persone care durante il convivo e piacevoli conversazioni Envia un SOS affiche, affinche, affinche, affinche. Qualcuno venga e condividerlo con te. So, damn yes. girl. I actually... still don't know what I said. <laughs> but I tried. It was very good, though. Thank you. Way better I... than I would have done. I think I'm better at like reading off Italian, like speaking Italian, like in terms of like pr pronouncing. I think I'm better at pronunciation in Italian than I am in French. So I will stick to Italian is what I've gotten, gotten from this. Um, basically it just says when Sting wrote the song Message in a Bottle, he sang it to the world. And when he did some others, he decided to make it into a bottle of wine. <laughs> is the do you actually know italian man i went to boarding school in a city that was only italian speaking for two years i mean i went to an english-speaking high like school but the city I itself was, was only italian speaking I, so i, I had to learn a bit italian. of italian yeah <laughs> so i picked up the things I you forget <laughs> yeah, i know i know you would hope that i would have retained more but Sorry, fam, I didn't. Anyway, let's drink this. Um, so I couldn't tell you what it's supposed to like smell like. It also doesn't even talk about like the notes or anything in it. It just talks about sting writing. I did creating this wine. Yes. Just to sorry, interject. I did look up the Vivino or Vino El Vivino message in a bottle, and it says that it's spicy, herbaceous red fruited and wherever else you might need to hear aged 12 months in large neutral oak this is a perfectly center cut straight over the plate sangrovice a wine you could train on the on for blind tasting and gorgeous one at that dark ruby exquisite ripe notes of plum and cherry and i oh wait why am i reading all this right now shit i should jump i don't know sorry that's okay you know what I originally smelled? I got so excited about I feel like I smelled mm -hmm. chocolate. I do mm. smell a little chocolate. I do agree. Okay. Not just me then. I definitely smell like plum and like the typical plum and cherry, but not as like actually quite a bit of plum. 
Mm. Mm. It smells like a cab salve to me, but a little bit sweeter. Mm. I agree. It's it's pretty dark, but not the darkest. Like it's like a ruby. I can see my hand through it, so it's like not insanely dark. It's Mm. I taste the spice though. I taste the spice and I think a little bit of the plum and something else. Mm. So mm. the wine is the Sangiovese. Okay. That is actually like it's a red Italian, like that's the blend. Oh, yeah, got it. It means the blood of Jupiter. Oh, I'm gonna name my child that. <laughs> Just get <kidding. laughs> another dog. <laughs> I'm gonna name my dog that. <laughs> Sangio, whatever. The blood of Jupiter. <laughs> Ryan's like, wait, what? <laughs> oh. But there's you something see. else, and, and I can't think of it. Oh, Sangiovese. Sangiovese. The blood Sangiovese. Sangiovese. Called Sangiovese. There you go. I'm getting there. Yeah. I like it. Okay, that's what I'm naming my next dog, Sangiovese. Sangio, come here. <laughs> Ryan, we're getting another dog. We have to, because we have to name it. Sangiovese. Sangiovese. Sangio. 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 Catch over here, you. Okay, I'm done screaming now. <laughs> Oh, dude, we did read The Woman on the Edge. Did we? Or did 100%. we just like, did we read it? Or did we just like talk about reading it as one of the books and then we put something else? Oh, maybe. Maybe. I, I think there's one I'm, we were going to pick. I might have this book as well. <laughs> See, the cover looks so like familiar that I'm like, either I own it and we were going to read it or we were just going to read it. And that's why I think <laughs> of the cover. We're just going to read it. I'm pretty sure you're right, though. We I, were just going to read it. I think I just need to now get it to read it. Yeah, that's fair. Because it needs to happen. Me too. But I, I do think it. I smell vanilla a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, we're back to this. <laughs> um sorry I was drinking no, that's fine. <laughs> I'm glad. I yeah I smell a bit of vanilla like a choco vanilla it's very smooth though mm-hmm. I like it I do like it it's not as sweet as I thought it was gonna be which I know I definitely it's definitely like I don't know. Like, I'm assuming you could probably, it 
I didn't see it on Vivino, but um, I'm pretty sure like this would be like, I don't know if I'd eat it with like steak kind of thing, but I would maybe like drink it with like, oh, there is Vivino. Oh, that's not. Um, I don't know. Maybe like chilling with friends or, you know, a Philly cheesesteak or something like that. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like, fuck, now I want a Philly cheesesteak. Why would you say that to me? Because <laughs> I love you. And I just want to make your life hell by mentioning food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know how you succeeded. Little <laughs> cheese sticks are delicious. What can I say? I love. Okay, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I don't know. I like this. It's smooth. It's not very like. It's not sweet. It's like it's not to me very dry. Like, there's a hint of dryness, but I wouldn't really classify it as, like, a dry wine. That's fair. Um, yeah, me neither. But it's not, like, what's the opposite of dry sweet? <laughs> what? <laughs> dry sweet? Uh... I just, like, totally blanked out on what I was trying to think of. That's okay. That's okay. I had a total like brain dead moment. I was just like staring out the window. I'm like, wait, was I like actually? Okay. I was just repeating the words dry sweet in my head for a second. I was like, wait, what was I thinking of? Anyways, apparently I'm having a brain moment. But um, overall, I think it's really good wine. Me too. Me too. I don't. What need would it. you? rate it um well since it's the only rosso toscana i've ever or sangiovese sorry that i've ever had i would rate it a five out of five because i haven't had any more but in comparison to other wines um i'd give it like a pretty mellow i'd give it like a 4.1 out of five what uh, I like how you and I come up with the most random ratings sometimes I needed to give it that point one <laughs> that's fair is it is it fair <laughs> I'm gonna give it a 4.3 just because I can't I really enjoy it I feel okay. like I could like drink it back I it is it's quite light so I agree with that I like I don't it. Know I like if it. I... Would, would you I buy it? it again? Yeah. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like if I'm feeling like, you know, I feel like this was good for us because we needed to take a break from US and Canadian wines because I feel like we were just like, and even maybe some Australian wines, but like more so those other two. And then I feel like this was, so we needed this. So like for the days when I'm like, fuck it, I want an Italian wine, or I want a wine that's not from North America, then yes, 
this would uh, thus far like normally I would head to like Chile Chile sorry and I would uh, yeah. get a get a Malbec um but I think I would actually reach for this instead next time I agree like honestly like it's so like none of you guys were obviously there when Lindsay and I were choosing our wine yesterday. Um, <laughs> shockingly, it was one of the rare times we actually did it together in person. Yeah. Um, and we actually made it past, um, I think it was, well, we were in Canada and there was like one that we were like, that works pretty good. And then I was just like, I kind of was like, I don't know if I could do another Canadian wine. Yeah. No offense to our homeland, but like, no <laughs> it's fair I don't know our I don't know we've had some rare good wines from here but not all of them have been great it's so true. it was kind of like we just were like we kept going down the aisles made our way through Italy we saw this one it fit with the book title and then we made our way into I don't know France Australia and then uh Chile I think was the last one before yeah. I just went into like champagnes and stuff I don't know there's roughly those amount of countries and like we were finding some like other ones that were like oh this would be good for like other books and stuff potentially in the futures so we're kind of trying to expand our repertoire slash we realize that there are like maybe a couple of uh wine uh wines uh from other countries <laughs> it might actually that might actually work with uh book titles and apparently we don't venture far enough into other areas aka i don't usually apparently so i'm just Fair. like well it's italian it's probably not going to have one that's going to be good and then lo and behold come across a decision bottle yeah so i'm definitely excited that we tried something new I think we did do one Italian wine. Wasn't that Prophecy one Italian? Like, no. There was one. Okay. Remember it was from two different countries? I just can't remember. Either way, it doesn't really matter, I guess. But definitely Italian wine is in for the win for the road. red, not rosé. Mm. I guess I'm doing then white wine. This is interesting. You are. We're changing shit up on you guys. Wow. So this one, thank God, is not in Italian. And so it's a Vermentino Toscana. And it's a 2020. So the back, it says, um, when Sting wrote his iconic message in the bottle, he's saying for the, I think this is kind of like what you were interpreting, but he's saying the universal human need to connect. Uh, and what better way than to enjoy a delicious bottle of wine with friends? Message in a Bottle, Vermentino, joins the portfolio of widely acclaimed wines produced at Sting and Trudy Styler's Vineyards at Il Palagio. Hopefully I said that somewhat right. This refreshing white wine complements many dishes, but goes more most perfectly with friends, loved ones, and convivial conversation send that sos to someone to come and share it with you so we are enjoying it with friends 
even though we we're are. not actually in the same room right now. Oh, well. That's okay. You. Don't worry, guys. I saw her today. <laughs> Randomly. At work. Because we work together now again, guys. We don't exactly, know. Exactly. And I'm so excited. Are you? Yep. Okay. <laughs> are you excited? I'm super excited. I love my job. Well, and, and me being there. And you. But, but yes, of course. <laughs> but I feel like I see yeah. my job more than I see you. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard, but yeah, I get it. We'll acclimatize to working together again. Now we're both oh. like not in like before when Lindsay and I worked together, she was more in like the managerial um, kind of role. And I was kind of like, I was below her, but not on, under her department specifically. So it's the opposite. Now you're above me, but I'm not in your department. Yes, but we can at least hang out and it doesn't look weird. That's true. That is true. Because I remember at my birthday, you're like, you didn't want to go out with us the one time because you're like, I can't get like drinking in front of these people. It's oh, really yeah. Weird. Yeah, that's true. And now we can all just drink together. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. win. Win for us. Exactly. We can bring out all the messages in the bottles to our work things. Yeah. Okay. They probably would think we're nuts. Oh, fine. That's rude. But we could make them and just force it upon them. But, you know. And anyways, back to the white wine. I didn't have mine super chilled. So if yours is colder, you might have a completely different taste than mine is. Because since I was telling Lindsay, it took me like freaking forever for me to take photos for when you guys see this episode because Kristen struggled hard. Struggled. I moved and I don't know. I just couldn't find a place in the house that I liked. So anyway, so my white one kind of got a little warm. <laughs> but anyways, it's your typical standard golden wine. It's a little on the paler side, so you know. Yeah. But it's a nice color. It is. I don't like it's the not... ones that are a little too strong yellow color. I like. The I was ones just gonna that say, like it's like a, it's not super yellowy. If that makes sense, like a hard yellow. It's like a soft angelic yellow. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, uh, smells like mm. pear and apple. Hmm. Wow, that is very fruit-forward. Like, all I tasted. Oh, what, what was that? I think it's apple. I think it tastes like apple. Like, Granny Smith apples. What do you yeah, think? like a little bit. With like a little citrus, like lemony flavor to it. It is pretty citrusy. Not gonna lie. 
unlike the red wine, the red wine I felt like just like when you drank it, just like this is gonna sound really weird. And like hugged your mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds really weird. But it just like it just like washed over and it was like all nice. This was nice, but it's more, I feel like point like it's not like and like hugging all like all over it's just like very like it hits your tongue and it's like a splash of like flavor it's a little bit more in your face yeah what do you think no I agree I um it's like granny smith apple whatever you said is like legit yeah all I taste now I find it too citrusy too like I just am not like not loving it I like the roast I like the what is it Sangiovese better than the (laughs) Vermentino (laughs) yeah or whatever this is yeah like it's very reminiscent of like a Not a, um, what is that? Hmm. Hold on. Hold, please. <laughs> it reminds me of a uh, Pinot Grigio. Actually, a lie. Okay. No, no. You know what it reminds me of? That Moraine Riesling we had. Mm. Like literally to a T, just maybe a little bit less sweet. But that one wasn't super sweet to begin with. When do we have the Riesling? Um, God, if I remember, I just have it written down, but it's exactly what I remember. Oh, Moraine. Tart, green apple, citrus, yep. dry. Yep, yep. And it was last year. I was just going to say, it's not in my like new list. Same. Yeah. I can see that, like being similar to like the um, Riesling for sure. It's, I don't, I agree. I don't think it's super sweet. It has more sweetness to it than the red does, which I'm not, I also don't find it, um, hold on one second. I definitely don't think it's dry. This one? I think it's definitely, yeah. I find it more sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I found this one on the vino. Okay, before I get into that, do you think it's acidic or soft? Mm. Acidic. Acidic? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can kind of smell the, like, your... Well, especially with the citrus and like the green, like the green crisp apple and stuff yeah. like that, I feel like you kind of have to go go more acidic, anyways. But so this one says it's more light than bold. Yeah, like way more on the light side, which I can see. I wouldn't call this bold at all. I don't really think I knew. I can't think of one white wine we have tried that I would classify as bold, but yeah. 
more of a red one, but either way. Um, it does say it's more dry than sweet, which I agree it's not sweet, but I don't know if I would classify it as more dry, though. I find it dry, but I find it, like, in the middle, honestly. A little bit of both. Yeah, this one's definitely over the halfway point and, like, way closer to the dry side, according to their reviews. So, yeah. 77 people lied to people. And it said it's more acidic than uh, soft, which I agree. But, yeah, it says melon, peach, pear, tree fruits. So, I guess that's not apples. Is the apples part of this? Oh, yeah, apples. Okay. Green apple. Okay. Just want to make sure. Um, and then citrus fruit. So we were right on that. Um, tropical fruit. So like pineapple. Ah. So. Uh, ish. Not really. I would not go there. Now I'm stuck on apricot again. All I smell, all I taste is apple. Yeah, and lemon. Yeah. The lemon. Um, the lemon. The lemon. The lemon drops. <laughs> um, okay, so they say pasta is good with. Um, vegetarian. Ugh. Appetizers and snacks. Lean fish and cured meat. So I guess, really? like, I guess I, I guess you'd say a charcuterie board at that point, but because who's just gonna eat a plate of meat with nothing else? Well, honestly, I personally would not probably eat drink this wine with food, and that's a personal thing. I like, yeah, I agree. I wouldn't. Just because, no. I don't like it enough to consider it a wine that I want to drink while I eat. Yeah, agreed. Me too. I honestly, I really don't eat a lot of food with white wine. So that's fair. I usually well, will try and choose a red wine that would go with it. <laughs> no, that's fair. What would you rate this? Uh, um, maybe a three point seven. Wow, you're more generous than me. I rated it a 3.2 out of 5. 3.2? Okay. For me, with white wine, I'm like, if I absolutely don't hate it and it's not super sweet and it just doesn't taste like, you know, when you're like, okay, so like this sounds really weird, but when you're like 18, 19, 17, 16, drinking white wine, and you just like drink like, I'm just gonna throw barefoot in there. 
because you know we all shit on barefoot yeah um and you drink barefoot and it just has that like kind of like alcohol smell to it and it's just like kind of like oh fermented white wine grapes with some sugar in it but it's not overly sweet though it's not like moscato sweet but like i don't know just cheap white wine yes as long as it doesn't taste like that sometimes i'm a little I'm like and i actually don't mind the taste of it i'm like okay i can be behind it that is fair that's the weirdest way to go around this entire situation i don't know how to describe what i'm trying to say but so let's chat about the bookie i guess now um what did you think i liked it Mm, you're not convincing i'm trying to decide so I read the book description. I told like, and like, and then obviously like I sent you like the screenshot of like the book cover for you to like check it out when you have time. And I was super excited to read it. And then I read it and then I was still super excited about it. And then I finished it. (laughs) And then I think I was so excited about it that as much as I loved it and I enjoyed it and like honestly last night when I started reading it then there are certain things that both Holly and Sarah were doing in the novel that like I'm still like obviously like trying to get used to like being in a different house and like obviously when oh, you're yeah. reading this stuff and you're alone in your own house like my um the wind was like doing something to my barbecue and I just like was like who's up there who is that? <laughs> so I had like a little bit of a be like, what the fuck situation happening last night. So like, that's like, I'd have to say that's probably like the first time I've ever read one of these books that I did that. And I'm probably going to talk it up to the fact that it was probably a new house situation. But fair. I did like it a lot. I put this book up with like Lisa Jewell and stuff yeah but did I love it as much as I maybe loved no actually I still like it as much as I like the Chevy Stevens books uh just maybe a little less it's still up there it's good I really liked it I don't know why I'm trying to convince myself you just like I do I don't know took a whole turn here (laughs) it just I think I'm still trying to digest this. <laughs> like, I did really like it. Like, hands down, really good. Don't remember what other books we read this year, because apparently I'm having a major moment with my brain today. But I'd say it's one of my favorite thrillers of this of this year. Yeah, same. Like, actually, I'm glad to hear that you liked it a lot, because I liked it a lot. Like, it's not, like, like you kind of said something like top top favorite thriller I've ever read but like it is very much one yeah, of like favorites. it's up there yeah yeah I I, I really enjoyed it 
Well, and like, okay, so you you listen to it. So like, obviously I read it. So reading it's one thing, but like, how mm-hmm. was how was it listening to this one? Well, I had to do the whole Siri read it to me. I downloaded downloaded an EPUB version of the book, so um, it wasn't really an audiobook. Um, but that being said, it was like still super engaging. Like, it got to a point where I would say, like, just trying to remember what the turning point was for me with this book but there was a point like actually it probably was when she when holly um like went to the car with that disgusting old man um and yes um and i that was the point in the book where i was like hooked and then i like literally couldn't stop listening to it and reading it and um like I regardless of Siri using her voice to read it to me like I thought it was a really like it still hooked me in really like a lot holy fuck sorry I just saw something that just like got me so excited I will remind me to talk about it at the end um because it has to do with books um okay but anyway um I really liked it though. Like I was so sorry. Your main question was, how was it listening to it? It was actually like still very riveting and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's like, I, like it kind of sucks that like you couldn't find the audio version. Cause that'd be cool to see like, yeah. I don't know why I'm like, so like into seeing how this would have played out. Right. Like, like with the audio, but I'm, I don't know. This book just, like, is, I don't know why I'm, like, this is, like, a new situation for me, but it's not. But I feel like, because, like, what's, what was that Alex Cross or whatever his name is? Alex Lake? Mm, yeah. Book from last year where it was, like, a lot of then-now situations. I don't know why that one just sticks in my head when it comes to those, um, that type of book, but, like, this book is very much then now, but it's very close together then now. It's like mm, a couple yes. of months, less than a couple of months kind of situation. And I don't know. It's just like, uh, I really enjoyed it. Like, honestly, I, I was losing my point of where I was going with it, but I do have to say, I was like kind of like reading the first couple chapters being like, okay this is happening and then like around page like 40 which what's around page 40 um just quickly oh it was after um she got kicked out of the house interesting Oh, but it was just after Mr. Blinkers <laughs> arrived at the, um, oh yes. At the new house in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was just like, what the fuck? Well, also, okay. Did you know who did it through the whole book or did it take you a while? Like it did me. Definitely took a while. That being said, there was a point, um, Definitely not before the first half, though. Like, it it was a little bit after the second half, where, obviously, 
we are seasoned thriller readers. So we know Mm -hmm. to expect the unexpected. So I was literally going through the whole cast of like characters in this. And I was like thinking, okay, who could it be? Like, I thought it might be Charlie for a second. That was like stalking her in Toronto. I thought it was actually for a long time, the longest person I thought that was going to end up like being the villain, like doing something shitty was Daniel. I thought he was a little bit more malicious than he actually was. Um, but Are you going to say Lizette? <laughs> She's malicious. Who's Lizette? Oh, the fucking stepmom. She's annoying as fuck. I didn't think her for a second. I should have though, but she's annoying. I didn't think of her or John. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a point where I was like, I very much carefully, I didn't look at Emily until the end, like right before it comes out that Emily is Alexis. Like I was like, right as soon as, as soon as Tara says, Emily left Roscoe here. She, she couldn't, she had to bail. I was like, Alexis is Emily. That's when I knew for sure. But before that, I, um, I thought Tara was Alexis or Tara was like, because when I started to suspect Alexis was around the time she came over to the house to visit with Holly. Um, and they like watched a movie and I very carefully read to see if any other characters interacted with her in that instance. And as soon as I like realized Jacob didn't see her, um, Sarah didn't see her, Daniel didn't see her. I knew that I was like, okay, I think Alexis is Tara is what I thought. I thought they were the same person. Um, and then I didn't suspect Emily being Alexis though. So like I knew, but I didn't know. That's fair. Yeah. Like, I thought the, I, okay, so like for the longest time I thought I was like, okay, it's got, like, I was like, it's Holly, but then I was like, that's way too obvious. Yeah. But I was like, but for like the beginning, going into the second half, you're just like, okay, like we'll stick with this person for right now because yeah. who else is it going to be, right? And then you're like, sometimes the most obvious one is the person that it is ends up being. That's true. But I was like, it seems way too obvious. And this Holly, even though they like fought and stuff, you're just like, there's no way that anything could really get to the point where she would turn on Sarah. Yeah. And like, just for like the whole mother situation, like I was like, I feel like Sarah would have to commit murder or something for Holly to like have like disengage from her kind of thing. She just seemed too forgiving. Like she might get mad like mother's daughters do at each other. But like ultimately I felt like they would like always like she would always like be like, okay, like whatever, like that happened. But like I still like really love you. So I was just like, okay, well, it can't be Holly because, like, I don't think she's, like... And then I was like, well, is Sarah doing this all? And she's, like, not realizing it. And she's just, like, creating this entire situation in her head. And then Yeah, I'm like, I did think that, too, actually, where I was like, she's going to end up being, like, a little crazy. Bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was... Yeah, because, like, you're... And then you get kind of stuck on that. And then, like, oh, what point? Um... 
I was very suspicious of Tara. I did go through a little bit of a moment with Tara where I was like, mm, is it Holly? I was like, obviously it's not Holly. I was like, is it like Holly's like cousin or like, I was like, it can't be her sister. And then I was like, well, could it be her sister? And then I was like, well, I just remember like the sister being described in a certain way that I was like, maybe not. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, more well, than especially with the kid, I was like, where the hell did this kid come in from? Because <laughs> like, she didn't kidnap the kid. Thank God. Yeah. Anyways, I was just like, I was like, well, it can't be the sister, but I was like, well, like who else could it be? So then there was a point with Tara, or not Tara, with Emily. And it was before um the whole situation happened that I was like hmm maybe it could be Emily and she is maybe not who she is but I didn't fully guess that was Alice I think that's her name it was Alice until yeah until Alexis Alexis to check (laughs) Alice Alexis (laughs) you know similar um um like as soon as like Sarah was like running into like the woods and stuff I was like "Mm, I wonder if this is for sure Alexis at this point and lo and behold it was but definitely there was I I honestly don't remember what point but there was something that just how she was like I think it was like something about the ravine and something she said about it that was just like that seems a little weird and yeah, I was fair. a little suspicious yeah. from her from there on. Like, hmm, who is this person? Yeah. Also, Alexis is a little unhinged. Like, uh, she's a lot unhinged. I was like, whoa, man, where did this come from? Well, because you're reading it and she doesn't really give off the feeling that she's like, cont- well, I guess not like unhinged I guess we'll just go with unhinged that she is unhinged until like obviously the end because like during the book when Alexis is brought up she's brought up in the typical stepsister sister relationship of like being annoyed when your sister's like ignoring you or whatever and like feel worried and then Okay, there was one moment where I was like, well, that's a little weird, where she told her sister that she was being sketchy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I thought that part was a little weird because it's like, I might tell my brother he might be a little creepy, but I don't know if I'd ever say you're being a little sketchy. Yeah, that's fair. Especially, like, well, maybe, okay, if he was being actual sketchy, maybe. But um, what Alexa's backing up the sketchy comment with, I was like, would you really classify that as sketchy, though? Yeah, that's Or fair. just, like, out of character for her at that time. Yeah. Because that's basically what she ended up on, basically saying, well, it's not, like, your standard character or, like, standard stuff that you normally act like exactly so it's like well why are you sketchy but now that we know that she's emily and the fact that she was like creeping and like watching all this shit unfold then obviously she knew her sister was being sketchy as fuck 
Oh yeah, for sure. So that makes more sense. Yeah. Which I guess maybe reading back, maybe we should have caught on to that a little bit more, but maybe not. I, I guess, but like, I feel like it wasn't overtly like in your face. In your face. That. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. But yeah, that was, I do remember being like, I, I just remember reading it and being like sketchy. That's a very odd thing to say. And then like her basically not having anything to back it up with made it more weird for me mm, I guess. yeah that's fair because like what she said and then she ended up just, just basically being like well it's kind of like basically like not your like not what you would normally like standardly do it's like well like people like yeah fair but She's now living in a new situation and all that stuff. So it's obviously going to be a little different than she would normally be. Yes. Could be. Yeah. So. Mm. Now the more I think about it, I get like, I'm hooking on this whole sketchy part, but either way, <laughs> that was a little weird. It was, it was. Well, I feel like she went from zero to a hundred really quick too. And I was just like, okay, what's happening? Also, can we talk about the parents a little bit? Not Sarah and Daniel, but the other parents. Yes. And they were fucked. So fucked. And I'm kind of sitting there reading and being like, okay, how does John not know that his daughter is basically prostituting herself out to get him people to invest in this company? Well, that's kind of what she's like. What do you mean? Yeah. And then, like, well, we all know that Lizette for sure knew what was happening. Actually, there was one point at that one dinner or engagement party. I can't remember what it was. The first, near the first part of the book where she ended up sitting in Charlie and her vehicle. Yeah. Um, at that party, when she was walking out with Charlie, she couldn't find her father or he wasn't looking at her or something like that. But she made, like, eye contact with Lizette. And her description of Lizette's like facial expression and like kind of like nod kind of situation, I'm like, mm, suspect, like suspicious here. Yeah, like it's true. It kind of felt like, in a way, it was like a signal, being like, "Good job, I know what you're about to do." Yeah, exactly. You're gonna rope him in right now, and you're gonna use it or do it by using your body. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. So. I don't know. Well, and you're kind of like, how did they figure out about the jewelry? I don't know. And I'm like, there's so many unanswered questions, Lindsay. So many. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. Also, I'm happy that Daniel didn't end up being crazy. And I'm happy that Sarah ended up being like a normal, more normal yeah, person. That's that true. End. Me too. Me too. Because I was like, oh, holy shit. You kind of get, when you read these books, you kind of just get attached to people and you're just like, I just hope that they have somewhat of a good life. Right? I just want the best for them. But Daniel is super sketch. I didn't think he was the person that was doing it, but I felt like he had something major, but more yeah. major than just a gambling addiction. 
like legit same because he was weird super weird like i don't know Oh, shit. Sorry. Hold on. What the fuck did I think? Oh, wait. Something happened. Can you hear me? Yes. I got no warning from my earphones that they just, like, fucking just both stopped working. That's rude. Right? I was just, like... When we had to, like, break for a smidge, I, like, plugged them back in because I'm using my AirPods. My dad did say your AirPods start going after a little bit. Well, Apple care. <laughs> I don't even know when I got these. Either way, super annoyed, but at least you can hear me, so we'll go with it. That's true. That is true. Um, now I don't know where I was. Ah, <laughs> uh, you were just saying that, like, you, like, when Justin and Sarah and Daniel and you were happy that they turned out not to be, like, the most fucked up. Yeah. Is me paraphrasing. <laughs> I do, I am happy, though, also, that Sarah and Tara ended up, like, connecting. Yeah. Agreed. I was like, I was like, aw, and especially like since like the boys really like each other and yes. stuff. Like, I was just like, happiness, especially since like, I don't know. I felt like, excuse me, that was definitely like what Sarah needed in her life. Yeah, that's fair. Agreed. But I don't know. The whole book was a lot different. I guess I would compare it just based off like the tone and all that stuff of the book. I'd say it's close to um, someone we know, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. 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 By that Canadian author whose name I'm blanking on. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But yeah, like, because that was, like, a neighborhood, regular families. Not saying, like, the other books we read there where there's aren't normal families and stuff like that in the book sense. But um, it was, like, a community and, like, living in the houses. And I don't know. It felt a little different. That's fair. That's super fair. Because, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I guess, like, some of the books that are coming to mind are, like, Chef or... Lisa Jewell with the people um the family upstairs and like um even Chevy Stevens like yeah it was a neighborhood thing but you kind of already knew that it was like coming from a creepy situation of like just the road in general situation all that stuff so I don't know suburban <laughs> North American stuff we don't really read too much when it comes to thrillers, I guess. But aren't those called domestic thrillers? 
I like it. <laughs> is it called domestic thriller? I don't know. That's a thing. Is it a thing? Yeah. Huh. Did not know <laughs> <have> that. What? <laughs> <laughs> domestic thriller. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The weirdest room. I know. I'm done being a fucking weirdo. Dude, the only time you're not being a weirdo is probably when you're sleeping. That is a true statement. And I say that with love. Okay, well, didn't feel that way, but all right. <laughs> Hey, I'm the same way. Good. That's why we put up with each other. It's true. That is true. But, I don't know. I don't really have much more to say about the book. Me neither. I liked it. I liked it. Definitely not my top... I don't know. I can't say 10 thrillers, but it'd be close. Oh, same. I think it's like, yeah, maybe it's like number 11. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can get behind number 11. That's fair. But did we even read a thriller this year? Jesus. I honestly don't uh, remember. Verity. Verity, if you count. Verity oh, and The Girl Before. Oh, The Girl Before. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh. Do I like this one more? I think Verity still is my favorite. Um, the girl before, oh, I just like have such a soft spot for it. But honestly, I think I like this one more than I like the girl before. I think this was like, I think I like this one too more just for the sense that like, I think I got hooked on it sooner and more longer. Mm, yeah. And well, Verity, I just fucking loved because I was just fucking twisted. <laughs> it, it, it was, which I love too. So, like, that that for sure is hands down, like, my favorite of this year, for sure. Yeah, the same. same. So, totally agree. Ow. Yes. Score, score, score. Okay. Well, what books have you read? Because I'm... Um, let's see. What did we last read? We last read The Tattooist of Auschwitz. Okay. Since then, I have read um, Broken Monsters by Lauren Bukes. Um, I gave this one four out of five. Uh, it is kind of a fucked up thriller. Um, I also read Ugly Love by Colin. Colleen Hoover. Um, she also wrote Verity and that other book that I really liked. And now I can't remember. Um, she's becoming one of my favorite authors, I will say. I gave this a five out of five. It was a really good book. Um, I read The Butterfly Girl, which is the second book in the uh, Naomi Cottle series by Renee Denfield. Um, that one I gave three out of five. I also reread um, the Child Finder by Renee Denfield, which is uh, Naomi Cottle book number one. 
um, but I'd already read it. I gave that one four out of five because I liked it more. Um, then I read a book by Ronald Malfi called Come With Me, and it is a horror. Um, and it was, I gave it three out of five. It was like, okay, it was confusing. I feel like if I read it again, I would rate it higher. Um, and then I read, okay, that's it. <laughs> I was like, then I read Watch Out for Her, but we already knew that. So, yeah. What about you? Um, uh, okay. So I read, okay, so the next three books are by Amy Andrews. So I read Playing by Her Rules, Playing It Cool, and Playing the Player. The next two are by Stacey Wise, and that's Beyond the Stars and Maybe Someone Like You. The next The next six are by Kate Meter, and it's Flirting with Fire, Rebel Uke, Drink, Dear Rumi. Did I read all these in between the time that last time we talked? Right? I don't know. Yeah. I'm assuming. Okay. Man <laughs> Down, Poor Play, uh, or sorry, Poor Player, Good Guy. Um, the next two are by Kirstie Mosley, Man Crush Monday, and Standing Saturday. Um... Make It or Break by Catherine Benito. Insta Crush by Kath, or Kate Meter. Um, Playing Forever. I don't know why that's not up there, but it's by Amy Andrews. Um, and then Scoring with the, the Wrong Twin by Naima Simone. Scoring Off the Field by Naima Simone. Scoring the Player's Baby by Naima Simone, Jesus. Um, the Beauty and the Bachelor by Naima Simone. The Millionaire Makeover, again by the same author. The Bachelor's Promise, also by that. Um, and I think that's it. Yay. Oh, well, you know, we're getting somewhere. So we I'm of one, two, three. So three onto this, 58, 59, 60. I'm at 59 books. Holy so cow. I'm so behind in my 200 reading list. I mean. Oh, and obviously the one that we've read this month. So I'm at 60. Okay, perfect. So you, if you can get to another 40 by the end of the month, you should be on track. Ish. Yeah, I just need to start reading more. I have been reading a lot more than I have been um, last couple months, so. Oh, fair. Um, definitely, hopefully means, um, yeah, we'll see. Honestly, as much as it's a 200 goal, as an adult, I think that's a really hard goal to have. I mean, that's quite a bit of books, so that is very lofty. Like, I read a lot of books in general, but I don't know. I definitely read over 100 for sure a year. Oh, yeah. Like, I almost sure. like a 200 year uh, hit almost every year, but I'm never, like, I'm always, like, at least, I think, 40 books short. 
Oh my gosh, dude, that's wild to me. But oh, it's just I don't know. Life's hard. Yeah, in the sense of hard to like find the time to read. Sometimes, just sometimes you just get home. And all you want to do is like. By the time you get home, you have to like make yourself dinner, and then like you just want to chill. Oh fuck yeah! One thousand percent. That is my life. So sometimes rain doesn't factor in, but yeah, it happens. But either way, but for all you readers, Lindsay and I did choose a book for next month. Once I find yes. It. It is The It Girl by Ruth Ware. Oh, perfect. You already knew that. I did. Um, I'm so excited. Me too. So the other thing I freaked out about is um, Lisa Jewell, coming out sometime this year, wrote a sequel to The Family Upstairs, and it's called The Family Remains. And I'm so excited. (laughs) I love it. You didn't like that book. I didn't. You didn't love it. it. No, but you didn't love it. It wasn't your favorite. It was like, I really liked it. Yeah, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. But I'm intrigued. That's fair. That is fair. You also sent me throw away the kids, everything. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yes. Did they just like terrorize hamburger? Oh, that's gross. <laughs> Children. Children. Clearly, we don't have kids because that's gross. <laughs> nope, sure don't. I'd kill that kid. I sure do not. Oh my god. Anyways. Um okay, so she's coming out with a sequel to it. Yeah. And sometime this year. I don't know when. I didn't get that far. Well, clearly, we're going to have to read that for one of our next books. Yay. I'm in. I'm in to read it. Maybe I'll like this one more. I'm just Maybe. trying to remember how it even ended. Um, I don't remember. She was in Paris, right? What? The girl was in Paris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, or, yeah, I need to read, read that book, actually. Maybe I will. I'll add it to my list to reread. Because I'm curious, because I, I remember, like, I remember the gist of the book, but I don't remember, like, everything of the book. That is fair. Like, I don't know. I guess you could say, like, you could stencil out the very border of, like, the country, but you can't fill in the rest of the details of the country because you can't remember it. That's what I feel like right now <laughs> with this book. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Like, my, my memory's minimum, but, like, I remember enough that I can kind of get, oh. I'm just going to stop trying to describe my brain process right now. It's <laughs> uh, a day. It okay. is. Mind you, I feel like half the time you and I recorded, it's been a day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's always a day. Always. Uh, But, yeah, no. I'm excited to read this It Girl by Ruth Ware. This will be, like, I think uh, third 
third book by Ruth Ware that we've done for this. Yeah. At least the second one. For sure, the second one. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, that's oh. Um, for you guys to again see what we read the new books that we're gonna do for our podcast, uh, follow us at boozeandbooks.podcast. Uh, DM, DM us if you guys have any books you guys recommend us that we read. Even shoot us a note, like whatever. Like let us know what you guys uh, suggest, or if you guys even like our podcast, like anything that'd be great. Um, and you can also follow <laughs> us on our personals, Lynn.said, L-I-N-D dot S-A-I-D, and then Kristen.shu, S-H-E-W. And you can also email us at boozeandbooks at gmail.com, B-triple-O-Z-E-N-D-B-triple-O-K-S at gmail.com. And I think that's, oh, rate, review, and subscribe. I'm clearly needing to get off this recording so (laughs) bye bye